Hello everyone and welcome to episode 35 of the Talking Football Podcast with me, Derek Clark. Thank you very much for your company. Every week I bring you an exclusive in-depth interview with some of the most colourful and interesting characters in the game. Now this week's guest is as colourful as he come. He's played for over 20 different clubs all around the globe and is a proper cult hero. It is of course the one and only Mikel Antoine Courier. Mikel's story in the game is absolutely fascinating and a proper eye-opener. He grew up in one of the toughest neighbourhoods on the Caribbean island of Guadeloupe but managed to escape a life of drugs, crime and violence to carve a career in the game. From starting alongside Nicholas Anelka at PSG to helping his beloved Hamilton Ackies in that epic premiership playoff against former club Hibs, Mikel has stories galore. He's a proper infectious and fun-loving character and was a real joy to listen to. So sit back and enjoy this week's episode of the Talking Football Podcast. Hello everyone and welcome to another edition of the Talking Football Podcast and I'm delighted to say this week we're joined by a former top striker and man of many clubs, Mikel Antoine Courier. Uh, Mikel, thank you very much for, for joining us. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me. What a, what a career you've, you, you've had in the game. Um, we'll start off, but were you always playing football as, as, as a young child? Yes, definitely. I was uh, obviously I was in the Caribbean and stuff like that. Always playing on the beach. Always plays with my friends or even uh, around the house or if, with my cousin. Yeah, I was going to say that was is it Guadeloupe? You, you grew up in the Caribbean islands. Yes, 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 yes. What what, what was that like over there? That must have been great to grow up back there. <laughs> it, was, it was it was it was chill, sunny, and uh, amazing. <laughs> Yeah, I can imagine. Um, but you, uh, did you did you have a sort of favourite team or any sort of uh, heroes or role models back then? I always I always uh, support uh, Marseille. Uh, oh yeah, I always support uh, Olympic Marseille, and uh, my hero was Marco van Basten, yeah. and obviously Jean Pierre Papin, a few a few players, Gabriel Batistuta. Um, and Jimmy Fowler-Lassenbank, who ended up being my uh, my manager. <laughs> yeah, he certainly did it, Burton. Um, they're all they're all great strikers, of course. The, I guess you always wanted to be a striker growing up. Yes, definitely. I was. I was. Uh, I was. Uh, uh, I love. I love being a striker. I start as a goalkeeper, uh, believe it or not. Uh, wow. After right back, uh, from <laughs> right back to a midfielder. And then from a midfielder, I went right winger. And <laughs> one one game, I was uh, uh, the the striker got got sick, and he, they put me in front, and I scored four goals. I think uh, one game in in the youth team. So then after that, they they said to me, "That's it. <laughs> That's your position." So excellent stuff. And you you were um, a youth at PSG. Is that is that correct? How did all how did yeah, all that come about? Well, like I said, I was in the Caribbean and stuff like that. They came and uh, on a winter break, uh, the youth, but the, the youth was like, uh, I was 11 and they were all 13, 14 play, uh, 14 years old boy. Mm. Uh, it was under 15, I think it was there. And then one day, they, they, they one guy got injured or there was one guy missing. And because we was on the beach and taking the spot to where they were, and they asked us like, look, uh, is one guy missing? We need the, the pitch. Would you... Can one of you can come and and train with us? It's no problem. And uh, we agree. My, all my mates said to him, said to me like to just go. You uh, you will be good. And then they asked me my age. I I just said I was eleven. So therefore they, you know, it's gonna be like hard for me. But then after that, <laughs> it was just I just I I just really 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 enjoy myself on the pitch and then it seems like I was already part of them for a long time and then next minute uh, I was on a, on a flight back in, in Paris um, to to actually uh, train with the uh, the people of my age mm. and then when they see that things are, uh, it was not easy but you know what I mean I was very comfortable and they train they make me train again with the under 15 and when they see like I was I was comfortable again um then they they make my mom and everybody fly over and to to sign the contract wow and I mean at that time going over to to, to Paris what was that like I guess it must have been different to what you were used to <laughs> back back home 
Yeah, definitely. You know, I was born in Paris, and then my mom could not afford uh, to keep me um, going and stuff like that. So she, it's my grandma, always been like, um, like you know, with um, take care of the, the the children. So she she said to my mom like to send it, send me, send me over, and I was there with my two twin cousin and my uncle. And uh, so it was good. So they were big brothers for me and stuff like that. Bear in mind, uh, I was uh, jumping the wall of school to go playing football. But <laughs> you know, she was uh, she was uh, she was a great woman, and she she made sure I was I was doing the, the right things. Yeah, absolutely. And PSG, but they had some big players back then, weren't they? In in, in the mid nineties, I was reading that um, they had the likes of Marco Simone and George Weah and and things like that. That must have been that must have been great as a young kid looking up to these guys. Yeah, sixteen. At sixteen years old, I was there for six, seven years. At sixteen wow. years old, at sixteen years, uh, no, at fifteen years old. Sorry, at fifteen years old, I joined the first team. Oof. I was training. I was training with the first four years after I joined the club. Uh, I joined the first team, the like of George Weah, Marco Simone, Paul Le Guin. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I was with all them, uh, and I was just like, um, you know, a kids for them and stuff like that. But I was doing well. Uh, but the manager one day come up to me and said, "Look." I know because I was playing in reserve. I was playing with under seventeen at the time, but uh, like the top, top, top group of the the, the under seventeen is like uh, they call it U U uh, seventeen national. So you can go. It's like you're playing professional football. Really, it's like now they playing. I think nowadays they playing Champions League, European Champion Youth Cup, or yeah. some stuff like that. I think uh, Hamilton. I see they done well last year or something like that or this season. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I. Uh, some stuff like that and I was doing very well I was scoring and stuff like that plus I was with the French national team from the under 15 to under 19s and I was getting called up every week and the manager made me play with the reserve and then they bought back um, I I remember that day it was a Nicola Anelka just from Real Madrid wow so I was playing up front with him and I was I was just delight because everybody, all the camera was on him, so to score and give him pressure. And me, I was just there coming up, and <laughs> and I score, I think, two goals or something like that. And then you know, what I mean, it's take it from there. And the manager Arthur Joe said to me, "Look, I know you can play, I know you can do well, but the five striker in front of you, and now six, they're all international and they're all worth a lot, a lot, a lot of money." So we're gonna send you. We're gonna send you up to uh, uh, Nice. When I was sixteen, they said to me, "They're gonna send me up to Nice in the second division, uh, which is the championship, mm-hmm. and see how I'm gonna develop as a boy for for six months." But I was waiting for the paper. I played the first game, the cup game. I scored. Uh, we won one nil, and then I I was there for the youth youth team because the paper was not coming through for the the league. And then I ended up playing against Preston and I scored four goals again. And next minute again, like in the following three hours, I was on the plane with David Moyes yeah. <laughs> to go to, to Manchester. <laughs> so it was just crazy, crazy lifestyle. Yeah, it certainly was. And did, I mean, did you know much about British football when you were, when you were in France? Was that something that you fancied? I'm not kidding you on. I only knew Arsenal and Liverpool because <laughs> Liverpool always been like in France. In France, Arsenal, obviously, with Nicolas Anelka, yeah. Arsene Wenger, and stuff like that. And Man United with uh, Cantona, because I was a big fan of Eric Cantona, mm. massive fan of him. Like, I was watching DVDs of him and Ronaldo and stuff like that, like the real Ronaldo. Yeah. And uh, when I come up to Preston, I was just thinking, because it was raining, <laughs> it was terrible weather. <laughs> I was alone. All I could say in English was, Hi, I'm Mikel. I'm 16 and a half years old. That <laughs> is it. I could not say another word and stuff like that. So, and I stayed up for a month and a half because he wanted me to train with the team, to, to play with the team and stuff like that, to see what's going on. Because he see me in the, in, with my environment, but he wanted to see me with the other environment. So I stayed there for a month and... We had to train indoor because the weather was uh, uh, full of water. Yeah, it was it was no practic. It was not easy. And then uh, I, one player was uh, Sean Gregan. 
He was picking me up every day. And one day he said to me, you don't know the English football, do you? We love this. We, we love this because we can tackle, we can battle people. And I was just, I didn't know what, I thought he said battle. But he was, he just kept me the ball and absolutely smart because I'm not Megan. Mm. And then everybody was laughing because he was the captain of the club. And I scored behind it. And I think the next minute I touched the ball, I got a tackle. I, my two feet went in the air. I fall on my back. And I was watching him like as if I want to kill him. Mm-hmm. But everybody said, you can't do that to the... They said, calm down. You can't do that to the captain. With my... <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, okay, no problem. But I was fuming. I, I, next minute I went on the phone and told all my mates from my, my, my area in France and in Caribbean, like to say... You, can you believe this guy come and smash me like this? You might as well come up if I need some backup if I fight with him, you know? <laughs> so they, they were laughing at me. They said, that's what you wanted. So now you got it. You wanted to be professional. Now you're professional. Just get on with it. Yeah. That's how I learned the English football ways. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, you certainly know how to handle yourself, uh, Mikel. Is that, is that something you, you've sort of, uh, from growing up, you've sort of learned to, to handle yourself on, on the football pitch? Listen, it, it, I'm not going to talk bad about anything, because, but my area in France, mm. or Caribbean, is the roughest part. Yeah. In, in Guadeloupe, it's the roughest part. Like, we, they're dealing with drugs, killings, uh, a lot of, um, you know, I mean, prostitutes going on, yeah. a lot of drugs going on, a lot of bad stuff going on, which is not good for anybody or any kid in an area. But um, I was the only one, even my friends, so some of my friends were, were bad friend, bad people, but they always said, you got something, you stay away from trouble, we will do the problem and we will make sure you do well. And then the first thing I did when I signed professional, I uh, I make sure, like, when people was in jail, like, to look after the family, to mm-hmm. make sure, you know what I mean, everything, the, the kids go to the right school to get the boss and everything, like, to make sure they're okay. And in France was the same. I was, they, they actually did a movie in, into my, uh, from, uh, wow. from the, the bad uh, area I was from in, uh, in France. Um, so, you know what I mean? I it, it, it was that bad. Mm. So I thought to myself, you know what I mean? It's my mom already oh, like prepared myself to say to me, listen, this is son. I cannot be there all the time behind you because you have to make your new, you have to be your own man. But remember, if you want to get something, you have to work hard to get it. Which is you can be in a jungle. If you if you if you if you come out the stronger man then you'll survive if you let yourself go then you might die you're never gonna be successful so i just take it that way and i just uh, wherever i've been in the world wherever ever i've uh, assigned to any club i always try to give my best and i will never let people to take advantage of me or you know i mean take talk to me a certain way because i guess that's where i come from and that's that's the protection that's like a, a a shield i've got all my life yeah absolutely um, you, you must think then it's a great escape that you've managed to carve a career in football when um, you could have gone down a, a, another path it's, it's great that you, you've managed to um, choose choose the right path I guess no definitely I've been to a few funerals to be honest with you I've been to mm. I've been to see some of my friends in jail and I've been you know I mean not a lot of people know this but you know what I mean it, it, it's like this and that will always be a part of me and I'll never I mean, whatever bad area I've been in the world, I always, I always go because that's where I feel the safest. That's funny enough. But I was in Nottingham. At one point, they call it Shootingham, and I was living in St. Anne's, which is, was the roughest area in, in Nottingham. Yeah. Uh, wherever in Glasgow I've been, wherever in Edinburgh I've been, not because I want to look down on people, but I feel like that's my people. You know what I mean? That's, that's yeah. the type of people. They are true people. Wherever, despite wherever they have, if they have one pound and they're your friends, and if you you need that pound and they don't need it, or even if they need it, they will try to give you at least fifty pence to say, "Ewa, we share." And that's what people don't understand and people don't know because they think like, "Oh, yeah, it's from a bad area, or this or that." No, they they just unlucky, and you're just lucky, or they just had no um, help from a person. Um, you know, I mean, from outside person, but you do. 
<laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's a good outlook on life. You, you mentioned there um, Nottingham, Michael. You've you done pretty well at Nottingham Forest. You scored a, a whole load of goals for the the academy and what have you. Did you yeah. did you did you enjoy your time there? Honestly, is that I always said that uh, it's club. I always remember in uh, in my life and my career is my turning point was Nottingham. Uh, and then my other turning point was in Norway and obviously in uh, in Scotland because uh, at one point I wanted to give up to play football and then I, I ended up going to Norway mm-hmm. where everything changed again. I, I was I was grinding hard and I was working really hard, extra hard, plus my teammate helped me and I'm still in contact with them. And then when I turned to Scotland, uh, when everybody didn't believe in me, I made sure like... Um, I just put the ball in back of the net and I just let my feet talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that, that was it. Even though like I was hard to handle and I, I admit it. But at the end of the day, if I don't stood up for myself, then I'll be just the average player. And I didn't want to be just the average player. Yeah, I seen you. You, said, you mentioned there that you, a turning point was in Norway. You had a few clubs, of course, in England, and um, mm-hmm. you sort of fell out of love uh, with the game, didn't you? But what was that? What was that down to? Uh, I was down to one agent um, mm. who got done actually. Uh, one agent got me like to a different club. I didn't know nothing. I could barely speak English. Um, he, he and he, he got me to to try. He was telling me it was a trial to different club, but basically, and then when I was signing some stuff, he was telling me it was insurance instead of you get injured. And then I was playing, and it was always like, oh, if you do score four or five goals, or you play certain amount of games. Then you, they will offer you a three years, two years contract, and that's all that was my my mind. It was just to play football, mm-hmm. so it was get me everything, and I was not getting getting paid by the club. I was getting paid by him, so mm-hmm. the guy got got he he robbed me a lot, a lot, a lot of money, uh, but. You know, I mean, he got done for it by another player, by another player he tried to do in Blackburn, I think. Uh, but you know, I don't regret it. He did what he did uh, to feed his family. I did what I did. Uh, I don't regret it because he made me the, to be a stronger player. But you know, I mean, I, when I see people say, "Oh, yeah, you, how many club you had?" To, I said, "I don't care, mate. Mm-hmm. I was not out of job. That's what you don't understand. I'm not that kind of player who be. Oh, I don't want to go play there because otherwise people are gonna say I play so many clubs. Who who care? Yeah. Just go and play football, big man. Doesn't matter what people think. What matters is what your family think of you and what you do is best to play football. Now I don't I don't play football. When people say to me, Do I miss you? I said, No. <laughs> I said, No. <laughs> I said absolutely no, but uh, I, I, when I see people saying all that things, they don't know the true story, or they make their own mind, or they think ah blah 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 blah. They talk, but what you as long as you know where you come from and what you did and what you're trying to achieve, then that's the best things to do. In Norway, I scored many goals when I was there, many many goals, uh, I, and I was enjoying my football, but. My aim was to only come back to the UK. Doesn't matter if it was Scotland or, or, or England, but it was to go back to the UK. And I did that. And I scored many goals, but obviously, Mixi Patanainen had another story about himself. Mm. Uh, and then I went to Dundee, which I really enjoy it. But then, again, again, Jockey has, uh, had, had, had uh, uh, the man on him. He was a man on his own. He wanted to be whatever. And then uh, I thanks God for for Billy Reed and uh, uh, yeah. to get you know what I mean and and uh, uh, and Alex Neil because they're the they're the people who who, 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 who well with a couple of manager got the best out of me where the kids say you know what just go play your football and when I was down they just they trying to to pick me back up because I people doesn't understand is when I was not scoring doesn't matter if I was the team was winning or things like that. I was down to the max. I could not sleep at night. I was not. I was feeling sick, mm-hmm. just because I feel like I was not doing my job. Not to be like oh, a selfish player, because I was not. But I was trying to, because people would always say to me, "You're not as selfish." And I, I was always watching uh, Stephen Fletcher when he was at Ibs, and he was telling me, "Big man, I'm not passing you the ball when I'm 18 yards from the ball, from the goal. I don't care. I just put it on my left foot and I just I just shoot." And then when I was in Dundee, that's all I was doing. People was calling me selfish in Dundee, but I didn't care one bit because I was just banging goals, and that's it. 
Yeah, absolutely. You, 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 your English is is really good, Michaela. You mentioned when you when you first came to England that you didn't know much. Did you did you sort of learn when when you were in England? Did you take sort of language lessons? Yeah, I was uh, in Preston. Devin Moyes got me um a uh, um called a teacher for two yeah. or like two hours a week, which wasn't enough. Uh, I must admit. I had to to they, and the boys was telling me get yourself a girlfriend and make sure <laughs> you try to speak English to her uh, because I, all I was doing is swearing uh, because uh, on a football pitch all you can hear in England is swearing everywhere. Yeah. I remember I went to uh, I went to um, I went to McDonald's with my friends and I was in, in one sentence I swear four times and they said oh that's very bad <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, and but that's all I, the way I was speaking. Because I was uh, uh, with all the, the the teammates, and you had some accent from Liverpool, Manchester. You have players from all over. So, and all they were doing is swearing in a football pitch. So that's how I learned to speak English. And then, luckily, when I was in Nottingham, um, I, I start to to say, you know, I need to speak a proper English, and so people understand me a little bit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in Norway as well. I, w- I was reading that when you were in Norway, that you get a nickname. Uh, they were calling you Batigol and, and David Trezeguet. That that must have felt good when you were banging the goals in in Norway. Yeah, to, um, they got me that, that nickname because they knew I was uh, I was in love with those players. Mm. And every time, uh, even in training, I was I was uh, I was celebrating goals and stuff like that. And we would, <laughs> they were because that's the thing in Norway. Like they're so. Back in the day, I don't know now because I haven't been for a while. Back in the day, the team I was in, it was uh, it was Vard, and honestly, that team was just like a it's like a, a group of friends just going out yeah. <laughs> and go play football. And then when I went to FK Augustin, it was a bit different um, because last way I see, which is now, that's why I understand in football, it's not about talent because I know it's things behind the scene like people don't know like i remember for example like they bring a player they said to me like the manager come up to me and said well it's not as better as you but we signed a contract with uh, some contractor who's paying his wages and we we have to make him play we have to make him play and i see like that was i was like in my mind i was like gosh that's strange I'm better than him. I'm top scorer, but he's playing in front of me. And that's why I left. Because after he got injured, I was scoring. I scored seven out of seven. And luckily, John Collins, somebody... No, uh, Arsene Wenger came up to the things. But he knew me from Nottingham Forest because I was... And he said to... Because he knew John Collins. So he called John Collins. He said, you need a striker? Just come get this guy now. Because I I know him from Nottingham. But he he had the Jeremy Aliaji and German Pennant. I was nowhere good as them, to be honest with you, because well, Arsenal. Was class. <laughs> that was different class. But he said, he said, that's what he said to them. He said to them, like, to come get me. And I was, luckily, I went I went, and I, I scored four goals against uh, Livingston in a game behind closed door. And, and uh, I was so happy, so happy when I, I signed for Ips. And it's still, it's still a club in my heart, but uh, I have to say, like, it, 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 that day I signed, I think I had tears in my eyes because it's the way, the the hard. I remember the hard grinding and stuff, and I thought to myself, now that's just the beginning. So I need to push again to actually play because I knew when I'm come down to uh, Ibs, it's a big club. Plus, they have international. They have Benji. They had uh, Zimama. They had Fletch. They had Donaldson. They had. Uh, 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 O'Brien, they are big players. Play. Yeah, and me, I'm coming from little club in in uh, in Norway, and I and start playing in front of him, and that's why I think Rod Petrie was was not really happy because he's paying big wages to those people, and I was playing and banging goals. So, and you know, I mean, we were top of the league at one point, so. Yeah, it was, bit, it was a bit strange. Sorry, there as well. Yeah, but, but, but what? Yeah, what? What did you make of John Collins? Because of course, as, as a midfielder back in the day, he was he was a great player for for Monaco, wasn't he? But as as a manager, how did you find him? You know, people. A lot of people think like he was he was showing off, blah blah blah. I think he's honestly he's in the top three manager I, I ever had. Mm. Top three, without wow. a shadow of doubt, because this man know football. He know football. People doesn't. I, you know, in Scotland they, they're very hard on on him. I don't yeah. know why, or you know, I mean, for the things he had with Ibs, I didn't know nothing. But you know, if you go to any club, 
if you come to if a Scottish player come to Belgium, he will go back home quickly yeah. because in Belgium they they hard. They the manager think like they treat you bad. It's not like in the UK. But when I was in the UK and when I was John Collins, that was a proper manner. He make sure that you eat right. He make sure you do things right in training. You give two hundred percent. So in the game, even though you are fifty, for for people you'll be a hundred because the man know and he want to play football mm-hmm. and he's trying to educate Scotland and and the, the, the Scottish way only even though he was doing it with your his club but he was actually showing the whole country now is enough to always be losing in the championship or uh, in the European championship or the qualifier or things like that just play football we they already they already got hard every Scottish player it's got a machine or engine in the into the stomach or yeah. anything like that. Yeah. They can run, they can fight. They can play football now, they'll be more technical. The the game in is is moving forward. But then he's trying to do it a bit quicker and people doesn't understand that. I think my that's my point of view. If they want the Scottish FA need to to get somebody to actually make sure uh, uh you go the right way or the like the rest of Europe like big club in Europe they need to speak to to, to John Collins or even Parky little Parky man He's a, he was a decent man this this, yeah. this, this guy mm-hmm. yeah absolutely maybe that that is the difference because a lot of Scottish players didn't like John Collins but but maybe that's because he had that sort of continental approach that you appreciated yeah. Um, yeah. I was going to say obviously of course Mixu Patalainen comes in and, and, and you sort of fall out of favour were you disappointed to, to leave Hibs when, when he came I was, in I, I'll be honest with you I was I was gutted I was mm. got it. You know, I mean, he got rid of every French player. Yeah. Every French speaking person, he got rid of him. <laughs> and we was like, you know, I mean, even between us, we were like, what the hell is going on? This guy just what what what's wrong with him? And uh and we I got he got rid of me. I was I think one of the first or he got rid of Benji, went to send to Belgium, and then Zimama, me. I was like thinking, what? And then um, thankfully I got a, a, a Alex Ray, you know, um, and we was was he just said to me, you know what, just play your football. He believed in me. Yeah. All the good man, well, all the thing, the manager where I enjoy to play and I think I was successful is when they show me, I believe in you. Doesn't matter if I was doing wrong or doing right. They believe in me, and they said. Just play, and they knew I was going to score through the game because I'm. Don't ask me how, don't ask me when, or things like that. Every game I scored, I knew I was going to score. Yeah. I I, I don't know. I Just knew at one point I was going to get a chance. <laughs> Doesn't matter. <laughs> I'll get that chance, but <laughs> I will score. I don't. I know I will score, and especially like in Dundee. In Dundee, I knew, I knew. Every time I wear the shirt, I was going to score. Every time I was, like, things I was doing in Dundee was just not, I was not something special. I remember, I, I keep repeating this to my, to everybody. I said, I was nothing special. I was just hardworking and I know how to score goals. That's it. I was not, I was not going to dribble 10 players or 5 players or 3 players and, and smash one in the top corner and say, oh, look at me. And every week I'm gonna do that. No, mm. I will score. I will score goal from outside, inside the box, especially inside the box. But then I will try to bring people into the game so like they can help me to score. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, I knew exactly my task and the way to play football because that was that's that was my my motivation. Score goals. That's anything, any game. Score go, Score your goal. You've done your job. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> of course, after Dundee, you joined uh, Hamilton Ackies and you scored in your debut against Hibs. Is that is that right? Yes, I scored uh, my debut. Um, it was a great header from uh, 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 Simon Mansing. I remember. Oh, yeah. I, I scored in a volley uh, against Gavin Stacks or, or Stacks or something like that. Yeah. I scored against him and I was playing against Sol Bamba and Sol Bamba through the game was telling me, I don't know why they left you. Uh, mm. they, they make you leave. But we need a player like you, you know. What I mean, especially yeah. with Stephen Fletcher and stuff like that was doing so well and stuff like that. And you know, they were saying to me like, 
you know what I mean? We could be, we could do with somebody like you. But I said, you know, sometimes your your face, your head, or some people would just say, oh, he have a bad attitude, or no, no, yeah. they just not, they could not handle me. That's it. It's not me having a bad attitude. I'm just re- response, and that's that's a lot of people didn't like me speaking back because if I if I think you're right, I put my hands up, and you can ask every manager. I had, when I'm wrong, I always said, yeah, I'm wrong. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. but then. If I if I don't think I'm wrong, I always speak, and and I think like people should do, because what's the point to be hypocrite after to talk behind your back? I could never be a hypocrite to any players. Mm-mm. Yes, never. Spot on. Um, Billy Reid, of course, was was a Hamilton manager. You said he's he's one of the best uh, coaches you played under, Mikel. What was so special about Billy? Billy just let me play, yeah. and when I was doing wrong, he called me in and he said, "You better get your finger out." <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly like Alex Neil. <coughs> yeah, Alex Neil was exactly the same. Yeah, Alex Neil. When I was not doing well, he told me, and when I was doing well, he was telling me. But like in a manner, is like to say, yeah, you've done well, big man, but that's not enough. I want more, because just whenever you put you 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 get up uh, one ladder, I want you to stay in that ladder and make sure you move up again, move up, move up, move up, move up. I was just gutted. I was just gutted because I was doing so well on the on the both of them, mm-hmm. and then when they 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 went away, uh, and I'm not in contact with them. So and that's, you know, I always trying to to keep contact with manager and stuff like that. And, yeah. And fair play to him. He went uh, Billy Reed went. Uh, I think he went somewhere in, he, 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 uh, in Sweden. Yeah, he went to like uh, Ostersunds in Sweden, and then um, he's at Bri- he's at Brighton now. You know what I mean? He was the Swansea, which is a yeah. club he was meant to sign. Yeah, he uh, said no. Uh, 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 and then after he went to to Brighton, just you know what I mean? Just when I was needed to just to to when they need the help, they call me, and I was always there. I always call and I always say yes. I will do everything. I remember one day Billy Reid called me and he said, "It's gonna be, it's gonna be." A, I need you to 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 score goals. I need to win this game because it's they 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 give me pressure. Mm-hmm. And I said, "Don't worry, Gaffer. You're not getting sacked. Don't worry. <laughs> I'll take this game in hand." And I, I remember that game. It was against Falkirk, and actually, Stan can actually vow for me because Stan said, "I don't think you can play this game. I don't think you're giving me 100." percent I said, "Stan, don't worry, big man. I will score, and we will win this game, and we win the game." <laughs> I think I scored. I created a penalty for Simon Mansing, and we win 2-0, 2-1. It was against Falker. Yeah, I remember. And with Alex Neil, I just, I was just got it. Alex Neil, did, you know, I speak to, um, uh, 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 oh, what's his name again? Oh, I can't remember. But anyway, I, I it will come up to me. I, um, I'm, I'm, I was, I was just, me and Alex Neil was my captain. So. Whenever he made me sign for Hamilton, he was always, always there for me. Mm-hmm. Even when I was injured. And then when at one point he was down and stuff like that because he had a red card when we went to Morton, I think, or or Greenwood. I can't remember which which uh, which club we went and he had a red card and that was before. And then he take us all to a restaurant to, to say sorry. I was the first. I said, Gaffer, don't worry. Mm-hmm. We, 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 I said, don't worry. The playoff will win it. We'll win it. That's, even though I was on the bench, huh? and he can say that to you. Even though I was on the bench, I said, don't worry, Gaffer. When I come, when my, I uh, had four things, four fracture in my face, I think I come up, uh, I come back quicker than I should be. Uh, and you know, at the point we was not scoring, we was looking, we was losing and stuff like that. I said, Gaffer, I want to play this week, week weekend if I can. I'm going to train hard. I'm going to show you I'm fit. If I can play, I will win the game. And we win the game again. Things like that, you know what I mean? I, uh, I, I'm i a man of my word. And at one point I said to, you know, I wanted to just keep fit after whenever in Burton because I'd, at the time my, the, the mother of my child was by herself. I was in Burton. It was too difficult. I got injured in Burton because of all the traveling I was making from Hamilton to Burton. Mm. Um I said to them, like, look, I just want to keep fit. Just let me get fit, whatever. If you need a striker, you know what I mean? I'm I'm there. I was there for you. Just be there for me. 
I never. Uh, it's Frankie, Frankie, Frankie McAvoy. Yeah. I spoke to him. This guy, I've got a ton of respect for him because he was the part of me being like get on so much with Alex Neal and and all the managers uh, ever been in Aki's because Frankie, uh, especially with Alex, always said to me, "Oh, big man, this and all oh, this, that, that." Because Frankie is is a true coach. Yeah. <laughs> he can get on your nerves. But <laughs> he, 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 whatever he said, he believed on. <laughs> and that, and I, I love this uh, with Big George. You know what I mean? They always they always on my case, but I know they was on my case for being better player. Yeah. And I remember when they signed Jason Scotland, manager called me in and he said, "Look, big man, we signed Jason Scotland." Badi badi ba. I said, "That's fine, Gaffer." I said, "Remember, I didn't have any preseason." I said, "That's fine." If I hope we go up, if we don't go up, we don't go up. But I hope we go up because when we go up and we got a preseason, I bet you, 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 he will not play in front of me or we will play together. But I will make sure you have a massive headache every week. And they laugh. <laughs> and I, I was a man of my word again. And I said, okay. <laughs> I, it's one thing I, 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 I was, to be honest with you. I was gutted. It's me and Jason Scotland didn't have to play, uh, didn't play together more often, or, or, or the 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 chemistry was not as, as what I was I would love to because I would learn so much from him, and even in training I was learning because it's the way he's, he's picking up ball or turning and twist and turn, it's something like I would always love to do, but then it was not it was not to be, and and me and Jason still speaking by via via uh, uh, the social media yeah and uh, 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 and that's a good thing but that's the the thing I really miss is this it, 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 from Hamilton when I was uh, at the time with Alex Neal it was uh, uh, that chemistry because I would think like we would we would uh, uh, win the league without any problem instead of going to the playoff and stuff like that. Yeah, T- talking about the playoff, before that, that Hibs game, Mikel, you beat uh, Morton 10 goals to two. It was a, a crazy game. Have you ever been involved in a, a game like that when you scored so many goals? No, never. But uh, you know, it's a lot of people said, oh, yeah, it was a fixed game. I'm telling you, I don't... From inside, we was not, it was not fixed at no. all. But all it was, it was like, we... we we knew we had to win by 10 goals or something like that. We had to win by many goals. But uh, through every time we were scoring goals, we start getting believe. And not only me, but the, 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 the other man behind me. You know what I mean? Even <laughs> even Ziggy Gordon was, was winning. <laughs> even, even with Ziggy Gordon, was like, I want to score goals too. <laughs> I tell him, big man, just set us up and just go back and tackle people. You know what I mean? They're like, we, that, that momentum in that pitch was just crazy, and I never experienced it. But it was it was something mad. It was mm. something mad. And you know, when we scored that ten goals, I was happy. I scored four goals, bazi bazi ba. Yeah. But inside, when I go home, I was gutted. Mm-hmm. I was gutted. I still got the ball, you know. My wow. sons play with that ball. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've got I've got loads of things, but you know, I've never <laughs> been like a guy who all the uh, trophy or, 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 or medals or yeah. stuff like that. So for me, they're in the box. I don't I don't care about this. Like that's isn't that that's not gonna make me remember. My my memory is more important than those things. Yeah. But then my son play with the ball like with hat tricks and stuff like that. So he's okay. And the, the game, the, the Hibs game. I mean, I was at the, the first leg uh, in the final, and Hibs, of course, won two 0 What what sort of changed in, in at the Easter Road game? What gave you the belief to, to go and, and turn that tie around? Well, the Hibs game was funny because when we scored, uh, I think Jason scored. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Jason scored, and then um, we, were, we were chasing, we we're trying to score and stuff like that. And then obviously Anthony scored uh, at the last minute. Yeah. Oh, I'm telling you what that uh, two um, extra time it was nerve wracking. Mm. I remember it was absolutely a killer. You you feel like you want to take the ball, you want to dribble and trying to smash one in the corner, but if you miss that ball and if you t- you are to chase the guy down, tackle him, or even come with anything you can to stop him. So you're not getting a counter attack and score, and they score. 
But then, luckily, we wasn't. I think we was favorite. The way we play, we play, we play unbelievable football, especially at Easter Road, full jump park, Easter Road, and then score a cheeky penalty. Yeah. <laughs> Did you yeah. feel the pressure when you stepped up? Honestly, I I heard I heard the whistle, but in my mind, I wanted to dink the keeper. But then I watched. No, I'm be honest, hundred percent. And I even told the the. the I watch all the chairman because I knew they, where they were sitting and stuff like that. I watched the chairman where they were sitting, and I see my two of my chairman. I've got loads of respect for one, and I don't have for the other one. So I said, if I miss, the oh, the one I've got respect will never have respect for me up to now. So I said, nah, I can't do this to him, but I'm still gonna do something. <laughs> Because they can't boo me like this when I was I was in love with Ibs and I was doing all my all I can to be, you know what I mean, to do yeah. things. I said no, you can't boo me like this. I said okay, so I did my things and luckily went in. But I have to say, I have to say, ay ay ay, I was shitting my pants. <laughs> I was shitting my pants because I thought to myself when I scored. When I scored, when I walked back, I said, Oof, thanks God I scored, because otherwise I could look at them to say, I would kill you, big man. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, I was I was scared, I was scared, but I managed I managed to score, and I, the pressure, yeah, I felt it, because you have TV, you have people watching you all over the world, or, you know what I mean, but especially in Scotland, and especially at Easter Road, if I didn't score, it was the biggest cheer in the whole city, so I had to score that goal. Yeah, and I guess you had that there was a, a few celebrations after that game, I'd imagine. Yes, but I wasn't. I, to be honest with you, I was not. I was gutted for Ibs. Mm. I I would celebrate because I was really happy because a hard season and we all wanted to get up a, a division because it was good. But I was gutted for Ibs. And if you remember, I was when I went to a few players which I know uh, 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 at the time. And I, I was saying, like, you know what I mean? Keep your heads up and you'll get up. This this is a bigger club, uh, um, a massive club. This is a massive club, so you can't stay in a division too long. So get your head up and stuff like that, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, uh, I was good at but then I was I was over the moon, to be honest with you. Oh, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember after, even when I went sit down in the changing room, I was thinking, wow, we made it, man. We yeah. was not, we was not favorite, and we made it. We were, everybody, everybody played their part. I was, I was myself. I was substitute that game. I was not happy to be sub, mm-hmm. but then, you know, what I mean, I was, I was happy for us and the whole Hamilton staff, people working at the club, the secretary, everybody, everybody, everybody. I was happy. You know what I mean. Yeah, it was, it was some day that that's for sure. And um, b- before you before you rejoined uh, Aki's, Mikel, you you had a, a an unhappy stint, of course, in Kazakhstan. That must have been an eye opener for you. It's certainly, uh, a crazy time that you spent there. Yeah, definitely it was it was madness. And then the the lucky the the funny thing is like they knew even the manager knew it was madness. Mm. But they they trying to make out like oh he was not, and I was making that up. It's, it's six months after he, forgot, he, he he was the one to tell us exactly the same story as me. I said, well, I said, like, good on you. And they were the first, like, to, to look down on me and stuff like that. I said, no. I said, he, honestly, Kazakhstan, I, it's not a bad country. I don't think it's a bad country, but the area and the city I was in, mm. oh, my gosh. It's as if, like, you was, you were, like, 20 years Back, yeah. backwards, and he was not, and the the players change and stuff like that. I don't even want to waste my time on people like that because I'm against, I'm against racism. Mm-hmm. I, I, I really don't like it, and uh, I, I should never get myself involved in this. But it's a, a process of learning, and then I learn my lesson and I move forward. I I know, I know that I, I, it was a process of 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 my life. Mm-hmm. And uh, of course, back to Hamilton. Alex Neil left uh, that mid-season when you were you're doing so well in that that Premier Division. When you went back up, you beat Celtic, of course, and flying high. And then, and Alex left. Was everyone disappointed when when he left? No, I was the first disappointed. But I thought to myself, you know, what I mean, I, if I I'm not kidding you on. I was just thinking to myself, surely, surely 
surely they're gonna you know what i mean do something you know what i mean to shake because we were then and after that we went to down spiral we was not winning games and yeah. stuff like that even myself i was i was not i was down because he left uh obviously really happy for him because he, he deserved to but it's things that was going on in the club I was not happy with. And mm. that's why I, I always said, I'd love Akis. I'd love Aki. I'm a Aki. I'm a red, a, a, a red army. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Akis till I die. But one thing I said, I said, I always said, when I joined the club, I said, if I can make it, I can make myself a move to your UK, even though it's cheap money for them, but just let me go. Even on loan, or even you get some fee. I want Akis to to get a little bit of money because they what they did for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then things happen so, and I left the club in a bad situation. Uh, cancel, take the rain and stuff like that. It was just it was just mixed. And then I was gutted to leave that way. He was, eh, 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 and and especially I was gutted to see Alex Neil go that way. And I was disappointed when I see Anthony Andrew sign for them. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I was like, any chance? <laughs> <laughs> Get me down there. You know what I mean? I was like, gosh. I was like, okay, he's done well. I've done well too. <laughs> yeah. I'm here, man. And then it was not to be, but yeah. I just laughed. He, he owes you. He owes you one, Alex Neil. He should have brought you down to Carroll Road with him. I don't know if I was good enough to be playing there, but just take me down. Here. Yeah, <laughs> me to visit the local. You know what I mean? Just, you know, just to. I just, I, I just want to feel a little bit like like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm still believe, whether I even like being the best player in the world and stuff like that. I'm still believe in the highest division. I always said I feel more comfortable. And you, you can see it when I was in the SPL and, and the championship was different. In the SPL, I feel more more easy. I don't know why. Because they don't they try to break your leg mm. in every game. When you play in the low division, honestly, it's not football. Yeah. It's, just, it's just, you know what I mean? Uh, they're not gifted with uh, uh, quality. No. So they have also qualities to beat you up run, uh, swaying down your neck, uh, pull your shirt, uh, make sure you, you get a tackle. And then they're like, when they make a tackle, you you see them celebrate as if it's a score. Go, that's Scotland for What kind of game you play? Go play rugby down the road if you want. We play football here. I mean, you know what I mean? Like sometimes I was thinking to myself, I mean, not disrespect to club in the low division or player. I am the first to be like, if you can play high up, go play high up. If mm. you can make a little bit of money for yourself, please do. I've never been a, a guy who who hate people or, or a hater. You know, yeah. I don't envy people. I'm just happy for what I've got and what I achieved, and I want to do more. I always push myself. I'm a self motivator. I push myself to the max. Yeah. No, no. Obviously, I get people to kick me in the backside, but I like it also. Yeah. But when I see things like this, I'm like, please, 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 playing football. When you play football, maybe you can get yourself down and move down south or in another country. Why? Or even go to the Premier League. Why? Why kicking people and be like celebrating as if, yeah, I, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that Scottish mentality. It needs to change. That's why we're so bad at internationally. I think as well, we don't we don't have as much talent anymore because it's kicked out of them at a young age. Um, mm. So it certainly needs mm. to needs Maybe something to be. It's something to. They have no. Listen, they have a lot. Of, I've I've passed my B. I'm meant to do my A, but then my life changed with my son and my injury and stuff like that. But one thing's for sure, they have good coach in Scotland. Yeah. They need to stop thinking. They need to give, you know, you, they, I believe Scotland need to give to the right people jobs. Yeah. And are we, or, or clubs, i.e. players who know the games or guys who've been involved with the football club. Yeah. And And if they do give a chance to other people, Test them out first. Don't give a, 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 a big things to a, to an unknown person because the Scottish game is 
in the Scottish leagues or any league in Scotland are completely different for the rest of the world. Honestly, I, I've been to a lot of part of the world. Scottish football is crazy. Yeah, you, you, some you can see some English people, come, uh, some English players come up, and they can't adjust to the pace and the fighting spirit, and they have everything, and they go down in down south, and they're top scorer, and yeah. they're this and they're that, and then you, you they go up and they they can't. They, they, they can't kick the ball. Yeah, I think Timo Puki is a good example of that. I mean, he struggled at Celtic, but he went down south to, and he's spanging the goals in for Norwich. He's a, he's a good there example. We go. Yeah. There we go. There we go. That's, that's mad. That's yeah. mental. That's mental. And they have loads of good talent in Scotland. Honestly, they have so much good talent. But they just need to to give them a chance. Yeah. Stop looking after uh, this player, this player. They have good talent, especially around... So, I mean... You know what I'm good at? I'm good at like a, 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 I'm not playing now to play against a, a team like a Celtic or, or Rangers. Because mm. Celtic and Rangers now, compared to Celtic and Rangers two or three years down the line, mm-hmm. bloody hell. Yeah. <laughs> I, I remember playing against David Weir. I remember. Wow. My ankle, remember. <laughs> Let me tell you. My legs, remember, my ankle, my the back of my head, remember, or Bobo Valde. Oh, uh, whoa! I'm telling, you, I'm telling you, that that must have been tough. Did you enjoy? Did you enjoy taking on the the old firm, uh, Mikel? Did it did it sort of give you a little I bit more it. oomph? I love it. I love playing big games. Yeah, I love being in the in, in the TV. I love being on those things. It it it, it, it gave me extra motivation. I remember Danny. Danny, my kid, man. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's a he character. To me, he used to say to me, no, he used to say to me, Don, if you hear this, he will tell you definitely. He used to say, big man, I know you. He, he knows I could score a goal. He knows how to put the ball back in the net. When he was saying to me, I know today you will score because you're on TV, big man, because you love those games, eh? You yeah. love those games. He used to say, like, oh, <laughs> so, like, all your people in the Caribbean can see the game and dancing under the coconut. I said, yes. <laughs> I said, at least my dad can watch the game. Then he, you know, and he was laughing. He was telling me, like, oh, big man, yeah, this is was a, you know, when I heard Danny was a, with the illness and um, mm. when he left Aki's, I was so sad. So yeah, sad. yeah, yeah. Because this guy, this guy is a true legend in Ak- Hamilton Aki's. And, you know, I, I hope I hope he can stay with us a long, long, long time, and and uh, and his family take care, especially his wife and and his son and daughter, because he is a great, great, great person. Yeah, he's a, he's a top man. Um, I was going to ask as well, Mikel, you of course represented your, your country, uh, uh, Guadeloupe, and you played in uh, some competitions, the Caribbean Cup, the Concacaf Gold Cup as well. Was that was that was that, was that proud for you to wear the uh, to wear to wear their your national team's colours? Yeah, definitely. I mean, my first game. I remember my first game like I think it was yesterday. I I was I was home. Um, I was home and uh, went to see. I was with my dad. Dad's home. My grandma and stuff like that. And then my dad said to me, "Yeah, we need to leave in the next half an hour. You need to take a nap, even for twenty minutes, because you have a big game." I said, "Okay." I went to sleep. Come back. My dad said to me, "Like, but your granddad want to see you before." So my granddad, who passed away uh, the year after, um, said to me, look, all I need to see, I'm coming to the game because I got uh, all my family. I think I bought about 30 tickets. Uh, and and I said to my whole my family to come because uh, it was my first game and I was proud. My granddad said to me, I will, I will not come up because obviously he was a bit, a bit ill. Mm. He said, but... Uh, he said that to me, but then in the end he came. My dad, uh, my dad, make him uh, well. He tell my dad like, "You better come pick me up because otherwise I'll, I'll kick you off." Uh, uh, and then he, he said, "He said okay." He said to me, "I'm not gonna come up," but he actually did. He said, "All I want to know, and all I want to no, all I want to see from the uh, before I die is to for you to score a trick in the national team. I don't care how you're gonna do it." But please, tonight, score three goals for me. And that's it. All I'm asking is this. I said, okay, that, okay, granddad. I was like to myself, yeah, right. Relax a little bit. No pressure for me. Huh? Uh, and then I went up to the game. And then while I was going down, because in the change room, you, you, it was like crazy. You could hear the atmosphere. You Because in the national, you know, national team, is is something special. 
yeah. uh, especially in the Caribbean, because in Caribbean football is like, you know what I mean? It's like crazy. Mm. So then walking up the stairs and then when uh, we was uh, uh, a national anthem and I see my granddad and stuff, I was like, Fah. I said, all right, then no problem. I scored the first goal and I managed to score a trick on my, my debut. Wow. And honestly, I was, I was over them. And you know what? He said to me, now I can die. Wow. Said, I don't care. That's all the things I want because he was one of them. And my great grandma were always, always believe in me. They all said, never listen people. Don't worry. You want to be a football player? You'll be a football player. Uh, you get my blessing. And my, my granddad, my grand, that was my great grandma. And my granddad always said to me, don't listen. Whatever uh, said to you, you can't do it. Make sure you just show them your your true Antoine career and you do it. And that's it. You just do it. And then after you look at them with proud and said, yeah, you, you doubt me? Here we go. Now now you got it. And he, he said to me that day, like, now I can die. Wow. I said, I've done everything in my life. Now I see you. That was my only dream I want from, from you was to score a trick. And the year after he passed away. Oof. <laughs> so it was you done uh, the it, business it, 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 uh, uh, that, that, you know whenever I wear the national team shirt I always wear his t-shirt yeah uh, uh, where they have a picture of him inside and I always wear the, first, the my num- that number he, he loved he loved the number 11 uh, and every game he was playing it was number 11 so he told me like to get the number 11 and I always play when the national team when I go to the, I used to go to the national team it was my number 11 wow and then it, <laughs> um, I mean looking back at the the, the, the club career again Mikel you, you retired a, a, a few seasons ago were, were, you, were you ready to retire or what, what, made, what made you hang up the boots first of all I didn't hang up the boots like that I just <laughs> said to myself I, you know, I went to sign in France because I, after my, I got an injury and then they, they, they operate me bad in Belgium and then yeah. they make me try to come early and then I follow up with the manager because the manager uh, uh, was telling me something and then he was doing all the stuff. So I went and signed for a club uh, in France just because I knew the, 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 the chairman, I knew, I knew everything, I knew anybody there. To be fair, I scored, I scored, I scored six goals out of twelve games, something like that, and I was getting back fit, and I was getting fit because for a year and a half I was done, not doing anything, and I was doing my uh, my rehab and stuff like that. To be fair, and then after that, um, after that, I said, I said to myself, you know what, Mika, I need because I was my son was six months a mm. year, and I was like, yo, I'm missing too much, my little son. And that's my boy, and and if people know me, they always said like I would only do a, a baby if I'm ready to retire. Mm. I said that when I whenever I retire, it's because of my son, because I I don't want to be like the footballer to not look after my son, to not take him to school, to not feed him, to not change his nappy, to not wake up at night. I wanted to be there for my son because my dad was not there for me. Yeah. So I always said like my son will become a priority. So I stopped and I said to the club in France, I said, I'm not going to sign. To the other year contract I've got, you can keep the money. I'm going back home. I'm going to Brussels because I bought an apartment in the middle of the town. Mm-hmm. And I said, I'm going to do something else. If I don't have football, I give my chef a chance. I was training by myself. I did this, I did that. But then all the offer was in a different country. And I said, no, my son is there. I can't take my sons away from from kidney garden and stuff like that. Yeah. In six months' time, he's going to school. I said, no. And then the guarantee I had was not a good guarantee. I said, no, 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 no. It was different country. But to be fair, I was waiting for a call from uh, Hamilton Aki's <laughs> or, or things like that. You know what I mean? I, I think I spoke to, to Ronnie, but Ronnie said, yeah, he already signed up uh, kids from Norwich, which Alex, uh, Alex knew sent. I said, that's fine. I said, but I, whenever you need me, I was there. I was not going to ask money or, or anything like that. Just to look after me. Just let me play. Let me just do a little bit. You know what I mean? If you yeah. need me, I'm there. Yeah, you know, even up to now, I'm I'm training every day to CrossFit. I'm doing a little bit ball work. You know what I mean? I'm 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 sure I could I could uh, I could do a little job for 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 them. 
But yeah. you know what I mean? It's it's not up to me. I can't I can't force people or knock knock the the door down. Uh, if they don't want, they don't want. But for me, I had to 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 make adjustment on my life, and to be like, you know what? What's next? I don't want to be uh, uh, going away from my son. So I do. I did. A, I I opened a business. I went my business. And I did. I opened my business, and I thought, okay, I'm gonna start to do everything. I learn everything with my business, and uh, Touch Wood is doing okay. Um, but I always said. Like if I if I if a club said to me yeah, come and train and swim and do this and do that and see what's going on, I would always I would always take in consideration. We have to be the right things and the, the right club and the right things. And especially I know Aki had a, a little bit of problem and stuff like that. Of course, if they'd call me, I was waiting for the phone call. I would always listen. Um, I, I, the, I, the manager, the previous manager. I, and especially this manager was the one who, who, who do my A lessons. Uh, yeah, Brian my, Rice. Yeah, he was doing my UFR A lesson. I didn't finish it up because I uh, obviously had to make a choice and stuff like that. Mm. But I was like, yeah, I could learn from you. I can, you know, I mean, give a hands even to the young kids because this year I seen like they have a lot of good talent in our kids. Yeah, yeah, and, lots uh, of young boys. Yeah, but they're good players. Yeah. I watch games, you know. I have my sky here. <laughs> I watch my sky. I've got my sky here. I watch games. Whenever I'm into Nakis on live on TV, I'm in front of the TV. It doesn't matter. I'm in front of the TV and watching it. And uh, I'm like, I could do something. I could do a job. Even though I can stand in one leg, I can do things. I play, you know, let me tell you, I play many games. And manager can tell you. Uh, manager, Billy Reed, anybody... Anybody at the club can tell you. Even Danny can tell you. Even uh, 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 the, the old physio Victoria can tell you. I play many games injured in Aikis. Many, many games. Wow. Billy Reed can tell you I play games, <laughs> a, a, a few games with a knee when I, they knew how to operate my knee. Oof. And I played because I love the club. Uh, many club, uh, many times I played when I had tears in my hamstring. Celtic, when we beat Celtic, you think I was 100%? <laughs> I was not 100% at all. I was not even barely 50. I wow. I was barely 50. A, a, against Motherwell. I remember at Motherwell. You know, I, 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 uh, I tear my hamstring after 10, 15 minutes. If you people know and watch the game, they know I got injured at that point. I, Alex Neal told me, I know you're injured. I know you're injured. I didn't want to come out because I you you was doing the business, but you better get your legs sorted because next week is is Celtic, and 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 I did. I was doing so many things to get fit any weekend and stuff like that. I was like getting teased and stuff like that and uh, twist my ankle and stuff like that. I was. I'm telling you, many games I played with Akis, mm. I was not hundred percent. I think that the games I was doing hundred percent, I think I was, I was, I was scoring goals or something like that. But it was easy. I was, I was man of the match or something like that. But honestly, many games I was not hundred percent. Many games. It was, it was crazy, especially the first year uh, when we was in championship. Yeah. My God. I remember. I was. I won. I, it was crazy. I had no preseason. So what did you expect? <laughs> and, uh, and now I'm training in CrossFit. To be fair, I'm training two and a half hours a day. Wow. I'm doing CrossFit two and a half hours a day and hardcore CrossFit. We have a coach there. He's become my best friend, uh, and I'm I'm there every day. And by speaking to you, I didn't go to my lessons, but he knew about it. Oh no! Uh, Hope I don't get in trouble. No, he knew about it. He knew about it anyway. So he said to me, "Don't worry. Tomorrow we we'll get a special for you." I said, "No problem." And and I do ball work with him also because you know he know like he knows because sometimes when I think we play football together, mm. then the sound of the net is what is the buzz for me. It, yes. it's, it, it's crazy. Huh? People might think like I'm a psycho, but <laughs> the sound of the net it's crazy. If it made me goosebump, I get excited and stuff like that. And that's what I want to feel. You know, my dream is what? Play for a last club so mm. my son can watch me play, score goals. It, 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 don't ask me why, 
but that's what I want to do. Yeah. And if I can, if I can help any club or or Aki's or anything to play, not not necessarily like whole game or things like that, but just to play and to score a goal and my son in the stands, because that's the my proudest things in my life is my son, without shadow of a doubt. Despite football, despite everything I achieved, the best things, the best thing and the best gift God could give me is this baby boy in good health. Thanks God to him. Uh, and and uh, and beautiful he is. Yeah, but you're certainly still you're still you're still young enough to to play, Michael. And if you're keeping yourself fit, then um, I certainly wouldn't rule out a, a return to uh, to football. I'll have a word with with Brian Rice and see if he can get on on the phone to you. Tell him, tell him to call me, man. <laughs> no, but I was happy he win, he win because you know it's been a, a tough. You know, I've been reading about his addiction and stuff. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. It's been through a tough period, so I was very happy. I'm watching uh, 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 when he, he, he win against uh, Rangers. I was very, mm. very happy for the club, for the for the team, uh, uh, for the players, and especially for him because he must be uh, getting under a lot of pressure, especially the results not being going their way, and uh, and they deserve. Especially, I know my man Boozy is there, Big George. Yeah, is there, yeah, yeah. Uh, and 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 my old friend Doogie Emery, man. Yeah, this guy. Uh, this guy, this guy is, is a is a true, true, true people. Those those people there, they are the true Akis. Uh, George, Doogie, and Boozy is there. I'm sure they will do well, and I'm I'm positive they will be safe, saving themselves. Well, I hope so. Uh, uh, they will save themselves and and stay in the Premiership for for Ronnie McDonald's. Yeah, for Ronnie McDonald's, just for him. First of all, he he is he, the man. Is the is the man of our kids, and a lot of people don't know about this guy, but Ronnie McDonald. It, it, it can be annoying, I have to say, <laughs> but but I have to say this man is a true legend. He's transformed, Akis. Is I wish, I wish, I wish. Huh? One thing is that he had an investor to invest money, like you know, big money. I will be hundred percent. He will know exactly what to do with that money. Yeah, I know exactly. But there's a few people also. There's a few people in the in behind the scene um, who, 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 do, who do well in uh, in uh, Aki's and keep the club uh, going, and they recognize themselves. Yeah. Um, you know, um, they recognize themselves. Like they know the people who I, I speak to, uh, Mr. John. Uh, and uh, and uh, a few people down the the line, even the secretary people, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, they're nice uh, people. They're nice people, and people think like that. It's no good, but mm, they are good. They are good people there. Yeah, they're certainly punching above their weight. I think that'll do. Zir Mikel, it's been an absolute yeah. pleasure to to speak to you for the last hour or so. I've I've, I've really enjoyed it. Thanks very much for for coming on. No, no, no problem. My pleasure, and uh, and uh, I hope you have a great evening. And uh, you can call me anytime. We can have a few banter. <laughs> Top man. All the best now, Mikel. Thank you. Speak to you later. Bye-bye. Cheers. Bye-bye. Well, that was episode 35 of the Talking Football podcast with Mikel Antoine Curie. I hope you enjoyed it. Thanks very much again for listening. Remember, if you've missed any so far, you can catch them all on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, Podbean, and by visiting DerekClarkSport.co.uk. We're also on Twitter at Talking underscore Football and Facebook as well. I hope you can join me again next week for another top guest. But until then, bye for now. <laughs>